Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Glam, and I've coached hundreds of beauty business owners to scale and expand their businesses. I did this myself with the Microblading Institute and Brow Sister PMU products, and I've created this podcast to help you turn your business goals into reality. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about firing beauty salon clients who disrespect your policies or your staff. As a business owner, it's important to set clear policies and boundaries for your staff, but it's also equally important to set clear policies and boundaries for your clients. So this might look like things like um, cancellation policies, payment policies, like non-refundable deposits, let's say, Um, and then rules for behavior in the salon itself. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because it's also important that you communicate these policies to your clients up front. So there are no misunderstandings. So clear expectations and boundaries. And then you actually have to enforce them. I'm I'm so sorry. I know you don't want to hear that, but you do. You have to enforce them. Unfortunately, there are going to be times when clients disrespect your policies. There are going to be times when clients disrespect your staff. This can be a difficult situation for you to handle as management, but it's also important that you're going to have to take action to protect the business, the integrity of the business. And <clears throat> those are very important moments because there are moments when your staff is going to decide whether or not they need to respect your boundaries, if they need to respect the rules. And also, they'll be watching if it was them who was disrespected. Oh, yeah, they'll be watching to see whether or not you back them, whether or not you value them. That's how it'll be seen. So... How do you go about firing a salon client who disrespects your policies or your staff? Well, first you have to actually document the incident, right? So if a, if a client disrespects your policies, it's important to document the incident in writing. So you can add this to like their Vigaro notes, let's say. This could include something like uh, what happened, who was involved, any relevant details. I love a good quote. Um, I actually love, (laughs) this is so toxic, but it's so funny, so we like it. No, sorry. Um, Around Thanksgiving, I like to say that I'm thankful for all of our clients, even the ones who don't fuck with me, Um, (laughs) meaning like the ones who have quit us maybe or been ugly to us. And I love to read mean things people have said to me. And since the induction of TikTok, I've got a lot of them. I've got like 600 of them this year, maybe more. But um, I have this one... (laughs) I have this one lady who's been messaging me on Facebook Messenger, so you can imagine who she is. Uh, she's been messaging me on Facebook Messenger for seven years now, and um, her her thing is um, she's always waiting for me to get cheaper, but I'm only going to get more expensive. I'm the fucking national ambassador for education for our national board, the American Academy of Pigmentation. I teach people how to teach people to do this service. And you think I'm going to charge you less than the thing I quoted you seven years ago? BFFR. Be fucking for real. Come on. But I never say that to her. I'm always so patient and I always respond to her so professionally and like it might actually happen. And every time she hits me back with the weakest, weakest responses. And they're so funny. My face hurts from smiling right now just thinking about this. She hasn't contacted me in a little while. So I'm kind of I'm thinking like it's got to be about time. She's going to contact me soon. She'll tell me things like, <laughs> I sure do need my brows done. 
but I spend, I sure do need my brows done, but I spend about $2,000 a year on Botox and filler. That sucks. You know, maybe some scratch-off lotto tickets might help. (laughs) Well, my daughter got her brows done in 2016, and it was $250. This was 2017 when she first messaged me, right? So I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm 300, but I'm trying to fill this spot for tomorrow because someone canceled. So I'm happy to take $50 off. It'll be $250 for your first brow appointment. We'll have to think about it because I spend so much on Botox. I'm looking at your profile picture. I don't believe you. I don't believe. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let me know if anything changes. So here she comes a couple months later. She's like, like she had never spoken with me before. Like she had amnesia. Like she couldn't scroll up and read what she had already written, what I had already responded. She was like, hi, how much for Rouse? I was like, uh, um, <laughs> actually $400, blah, 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 blah. It's a $50 non-refundable deposit. Well, my, my daughter had hers done for 250 I think I'd be willing to pay 200 Okay, I'm sure. I understand. I'm sure there's someone in your price range who can uh, see the goals that you have in mind. Let me know if anything changes. Okay. Here she comes back a couple of months later talking about her damn Botox again or fillers again. Girl, get out of here. It's been years of this same cyclical conversation. I absolutely love it. But I stand firm on my policy, which makes it funnier every year. Every year, it makes it even funnier. She's like the star of the show. It's so funny to me. So, yes, I would document it. I would make sure that there's a written record of it somewhere. And I love quotables. I love knowing specifically what was said. Did she call you something out of your name? Great. Write that down. Was there a specific complaint that we could hear coming out of them? Great. Write that down. What did my staff say? Because that's important too. What promises were made? What promises were broken? What curse words were used? Oh, God. Oh, please don't tell me. R- write it down. I need to know. Um, also, you're going to have to, number two, I would say, communicate with that client. So after actually documenting that incident, it's important to communicate with the client about the behavior. That was inappropriate. This could be, um, you could call them if you want to. If you'd like to put it in an email, I would say that's going to be a more formal response. As my good friend Dorinda Medley would say, friend in my head, um, say it, forget it. Write it, regret it. Be, be careful about that one. But yes, I mean, if we're documenting this on purpose, you make sure it's a very polished professional email that has no feelings in it and is just absolutely sh- like straightforward, clear cut. Yeah, documenting that. Um, or you can also have an in-person conversation and you can have one in the moment. If it's not a heated moment, if no one's yelling and arguing, if she's just basically being disrespectful, it's okay to call it out right there in the moment. Like, Hey, you know what? We actually, are, we actually are a tattoo parlor by law, and we're not allowed to have children here. I'm so sorry. We can reschedule you because she walked in with her three kids who are about to pull a wax pot down on top of themselves. But that's okay to call it out in the moment, and it also sets the tone for the rest of the room. Because if you're bothered by it, I guarantee you everybody else is bothered by it, or at least several people are. But they don't know whether or not they should say anything because you seem to be tolerating it. And you're the boss. Ricky Ross, I'm the boss. you the boss. You got to say something. Top down. Buck stops here. Yeah. So offer a solution. Like I said, we can reschedule you. Uh, if the client 
is willing to make amends and change that behavior, then it might be possible to work out a solution. This might involve, I don't know, things like apologizing to a staff member if they were really unruly, let's say, um, or agreeing to follow the salon's policies moving forward. We can reschedule you. Okay, great. I'll get a sitter. That's, that's easy. Easy peasy. Um, but if it is truly necessary, go ahead and fire the client. Go ahead and fire the client. I promise you there are more clients out there. I'm not saying you should fire every client, but if it's been, you know, a, a pattern of abuse or if it was a truthfully abuse, if they stood at front desk and told your front desk person in no uncertain terms that, you know, you're this, you're that, calling names, blaming, screaming, elevated voices, refusal to pay, um, a consistent, like, I'm talking consistent, like three times no showing or, um, sorry, not no showing, um, three times running late for the appointment or being ugly to people or not following aftercare, fire them, fire them. If it's going to make your life and everyone else's life easier, fire them. If the client is unwilling to change their behavior, fire them. If they don't want to make amends, fire them. It may be necessary to fire them as a client. This is not a decision that you take lightly, but it is important to, to protect sorry, the integrity of your business and also the well-being of your staff. You don't want to change the culture that you're working so hard to cultivate in your shop because... Miss Ida can't keep her temper to herself. I'm sorry that this artist was running five minutes late. Um, I apologize profusely, but there's not much else I can do. We can reschedule you if you need to, if this is pushing you behind. But she said that, you know, she has the availability to keep you, keep your appointment. It's just going to be five or 10 minutes late, which by the way, that really irks my soul. I don't like that. But let's say that that's the case because I feel like it's a very common one. And Miss Ida starts with the you this, you that, blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's okay. We can cancel your appointment. You don't have to keep the appointment. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I want to stay. Okay, now we're at a crucial junction. You can either apologize, sit down, be well-behaved, or you can leave because we're not punching bags. We're business owners. I feel like that's a misconception, right? Like the customer is always right, so we have to take it. We, we actually do not have to take it. Mm -mm, no, we don't. I have this uh, ongoing joke that I love to say on social media. Some people laugh. Most people laugh. And there will always be one or two people who are like, that's unprofessional. Uh, great. Don't be my client. I don't give a fuck. Where I say um, <laughs> my toxic trait. Remember that trend where they'd say like, my toxic trait is whatever. My toxic trait is that if you no call, no show me, I will rebook you and then lock the door when you show up. Now, we're both here for no fucking reason. I think that's really funny. Now, I've never actually done that. And I don't know that I actually would because I, I do feel it's unprofessional. And, but it's a joke. And I think it's funny. But making a small jest like that that's not aimed at anyone, it's just funny. And posting it publicly is a, a soft launch for a hard policy, right? Hey, don't no, no call, no show me. Hey, this is actually a problem for your stylist. I'm telling my audience that this is unacceptable behavior, that this is disrespectful behavior. Yeah. Of course it's written in my policies. When you place that non-refundable deposit, of course it's written there. But uh, yeah, uh, I like to poke fun. I like to have a good time. I like a little bit of crazy in my life. So I talk about it, but that's why I have a podcast, right? Because I'm a big mouth who likes to talk. <laughs> I, I hope this gives you 
I hope this reaches who it needed to. I hope this gives you the sign that you needed to fire that client who's been driving you absolutely crazy. Or I hope it gives you the spine to actually set some policies in place and start enforcing them. I hope that it gives you the reassurance and the backup that you needed to continue to enforce your policies. Don't ever self-doubt about those. I mean, unless you're reevaluating your policy, period. But yeah, if that's the policy, stick to it, enforce it, set those boundaries. Good for you. And if you'd like to continue this conversation, you can always find me on Instagram at victoria.glam. Talk to you later.